Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. And I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us. We're at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Excuse me. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask questions. Leave your comments or send your prayer request. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tapanaka Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, 
feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Are you a good steward over the things that God has given you? Well, being a responsible steward, or another word for it is manager, being a steward or a manager is not just only knowing how to manage it, but also being able to allow it to not get ahead or above God. Remember, being a responsible steward is not only knowing how to manage it, but also not allowing it to be above God. So on this show, we're going to talk about the importance of having God as our top priority the consequences when you don't, steps that will help us in having God first in our life. We're going to talk about those things and much more in the episode called Keeping First Things First, or Keep First Things First. And you know, to be honest with you, I was um I was thinking actually this episode is a request by one of the uh listeners and when that person asked, I was like, you know what, that would be a very um interesting topic because being honest with you, those that know me, I don't mind being transparent. I know for a fact there are many times in my life and not just Throughout my whole life, but I could just say, even within the past, let's say, couple of days, there are many times that I have, I have did something without consulting God, or just mismanaged things, or did it outside of God's either will or timing, and for me to acknowledge that, I couldn't blame you no one else. Had to blame myself. And so if we become transparent with ourselves, there are many things that we in our life, we have mismanaged. We have not been the stewards that God has for us to because we had not put him as a top priority in our life, either over the things, thing, whatever, position, that God has given us. So it's time for us to, if you want to say, kind of sharpen up our tools to understand what our responsibilities are and for us to go forth in what God has for us to do. Now, one of the things we got to think about, being a steward or if you want to say being a manager us being a manager of the things that God has given us. Now, like I said, 
being a steward or a manager is what we are, but we are not owners of what God has given us. God is the owner, and we are the stewards, or we are the managers. So when we think about it like that, because we're not owners, we have to consult with the owner as the manager or as the steward. The steward is not supposed to take it upon themselves to do things without the owner's permission or instructions. So for us to look at it that way, it keep us, if you want to say, it keep us on our toes to realize, you know what? Hmm. I'm not the owner. And it makes us more responsible in the things that we are managers of. I'm not the owner. I'm the manager. Uh, for for today's purpose, I'll say uh, I'll say manager. I'll say manager. So for those that hear me say manager, you know I'm talking about steward, stewardship. But for us to understand that we are not the owners, and for us to know that we're not the owners or the creator of it. Think about it. Owner is the creator, the manufacturer, the one that knows the ins and outs of it. So since we are not the owners or we are not the creator of it, we have to consult the creator about the creation of things. Now, also realizing because we are the managers, we are consulting the creator about creation because we are created beings ourselves. We are limited in our ability, in our capacity, in understanding that God knows everything. God knows more about us. God knows more about whatever we are managers of. So in order for us to be the responsible stewards or the responsible managers that God has for us to be, we have to consult him every account or in every account. Now, Matthew 6 and 33, we often say this at our church, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first God and his righteousness, meaning God's way of being right, doing the right thing the right way. Doing the right thing the right way within is right timing. And then all these things shall be added unto you. That means that we will not be lacking anything when we consult God in every affairs of our life. Now, we're not having God as our, if you want to say, top priority. We're not going to have God as our source. We're not going to have God as our first source. No, we're not. We're going to have him as the only source. We're going to have him as our only source, not our first source. 
our top source, but as our only source. I was listening to some business people a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that they said was, when you're trying to fulfill your dream, you only have a plan A. Do not have a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, that's your cushion where you do not invest your whole heart into your plan A. When things are going well, you look at your plan A and you're proud of it. You're committed to your plan A when things are going well. But when things are not going well, then you get your eyes or your focus off of plan A and you start looking at plan B. Well, that's the same way pertaining to our relationship with God. When things are well, then we easily go to him and talk to him about the things that he has given us stewardship over. But the true character is revealed during tough times. The true character or the true quality of an item or even a relationship is proven, I don't want to just say tested, but it's proven during difficult times or during difficult moments. They always say your true friends are revealed when you need them. So when it comes down to the tough times in our life, the tough times, it will reveal if we really rely upon God as the only source, or are we relying upon him as a cushion, but we looking at a plan B? Are we looking at an option to get out? We're trying to get our own ability or our resource. We're trying to get our thing in place in substitution for God because it looks like God's going to fail us. It looks like, well, it may not work out. That's the way it appears in our eyesight. So it's going to reveal, the tough times are going to reveal, hmm, what are we going to do and who we really are doing our management or doing our stewardship. So we have to consult God in every area of our life. Now, in consulting God pertaining to the things that he has given us stewardship over, we have to make sure that in the very beginning stage, we have to rededicate it to God. Now, we know that he has given it to us for a limited time, even if he give it to you and you hold on to it until he comes back. That's still a limited time compared to eternity. So, God has given us stewardship or becoming a manager of the things or responsibilities, whatever, for a limited time. Now, what are we going to do about it? Like I said, because he has given it to us, the right thing to do is to give it back to him. Even though it's still in our possession, but what we do, we rededicate it to him. We, if you want to say, if you look in the Bible, it often talk about the firstborn, especially the firstborn being a male. Firstborn is quote unquote given to God, and 
even though that's talking about a person, but when we get the things from God, when we rededicate it or we we pay we we pay tribute or even in worship we give it to Him, that's number one. That's an, not only an act of worship. But it's also putting God to the test and giving him the responsibility of taking care of and supplying our needs and wants pertaining to what he has given us stewardship over. We rededicate it to him, and we always hear the song, you you can't beat God given no matter how much you try. So in other words, if God has entrusted that thing or things or responsibility to us, and in return we give it back to him, not only because he trusts us, he's giving it to us, but now we're giving it back to him, and what's that going to do? That's going to show him, you know what? I can trust him with little, or I can trust her with that little. So now, because that person has managed properly by rededicating it to me, now they have shown that they are responsible to handle more. Now, that handling more is not just a job or an assignment. It could be blessings, too. We often hear the story of the three talents that were given in one had five talents, one had two talents, another one had one talent. But the one had five and one had two put their talents to use, which is actually talking about money. They invested. But the one that had the one talent, they buried it because they didn't appreciate even what they had. And when, when the manager came back or when the owner came back, he saw that the one that had five and the one that had two made good investments. So you know what they did? You know what he did? He gave them more. And then the one that was that buried their talent, what did he do? The one that had his talent buried, for that one that was buried, he gave it to the one that had five because the one that had five now has double, or now he has ten. And so the owner gave that one that now has team gave him that one. So in other words, when we rededicate it back to God, then that gives God, it shows God that we are responsible and we're putting it back into his hands or we giving him back the responsibility, even though it may be in our hands, but we are consulting him in how to handle his property or how to handle his goods. So that would that would really that would really if you want to say put God, they would actually promote, they would actually be an act of worship. When we rededicate whatever God has given us, when we rededicate it back to him, he will actually see our heart. It will reveal our heart. It will reveal our true worship. So rededicating it to God. Also consulting God in every aspect pertaining to that particular thing, but also even pertaining to us. 
one of the things I always say, and this is no disrespect, but back in, say, in the 70s and the 80s, there was a terminology that was called um, a dumb blonde. Now, we know blondes aren't dumb. But back in the day, that terminology was called a dumb blonde or they say an airhead. In other words, they felt like there were some characters that were portrayed that had blondes, and they they were considered airheads. They were gullible. Whatever someone told them, they believed it. Well, in our relationship with God, we have to be, quote-unquote, dumb blondes, or if you want to say airheads. Listen, it's not our responsibility in our relationship with God. Get this. In our relationship with God, it's not our responsibility to think. It's our responsibility to tell God to tell us what needs to be done. That's the way I look at it. What's the point of stressing myself out, trying to figure something out, when God just saying, hey, ask me? I always say this. I kind of say this as a joke. When I get to work, because I'm not the owner, I'm not the supervisor, when I'm at work, they only hire me from the neck down. What I think, what I feel, all that stuff, it doesn't matter. And get this, they don't pay me enough to use my brains. I'm doing as I'm instructed. And if I do as I'm instructed, then the responsibility or the liability is not falling upon me, but it's falling upon my supervisors called number one. They're paid to tell me what needs to be done, but also it's their responsibility to let me know what needs to be done. But it's my responsibility to follow through what they say. So if anything goes wrong, Whenever I'm being questioned, all I have to do is refer back to the supervisor that told me. And it's their responsibility to make sure, tell me what's right. And by them telling me what's right, then they know the right person going to make sure that what they said is done. So when it pertains to our relationship with God, it's not our responsibility to figure things out. It's his responsibility to tell us what needs to be done. And it's his responsibility to make sure that what he tells us is not just carried out because he, he's supposed to give us the not just the responsibility, but the strength to do what needs to be done. We hear, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And also, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or who gives me the ability. So if God wants us to do something, not only we need to consult him on what to do, ask him for strength in how to do it and when to do it, and also knowing that he is responsible, is his responsibility or liability. When we do what he tells us to do, it's going to work out because God always makes sure that what his word does not return void. If he says it in his word, then it's his responsibility to make sure that it's done. 
whatever God said will be done. God's word is true, and God is a man that shall not lie, nor a son of man should, not, should he not repent. So if, if he tell us to do it, then all we need to do is just do it and stop trying to figure things out and stop trying to figure out, well, how are you going to just do it? Like the Nike says, the Nike commercial says, just do it. That slogan, just do it. And that's what God is telling us, just do it. But unfortunately, sometimes we take it upon ourselves. Instead of consulting God, we take matters into our own self. And you know what happens? We become responsible to make sure, not only to make sure things get done, but also the results or the consequences when it's not done the way that God has for us to do it. When God tells us to do it and we do it exactly how he tells us to do it, like I said, it's his responsibility, and it's just like having a car insurance. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're covered. Like the commercial says, you in good hands with all state. Well, you in better hands when you do it the way God tells you to do it. But when you take it upon yourself and you do it yourself, excuse me, or you do it even without consulting God, not only you become liable for any damages, but also you're driving uninsured. In other words, God is not insuring what you're doing because he didn't tell you to do it. And unfortunately, for those who have automobiles who have in, that has insurance, if you think about it, most accidents happen when your insurance has elapsed and also when you're so close to home or you're so close to your destination. So we have to remember, if God didn't tell us to do it, don't do it. I always think about that that game Simon says. Simon says, it says, Simon says go left, we go left. Simon says go right, we go right. Simon says jump, we jump. But then somebody say, okay, move to the left. But we have to remember that Simon said that. If Simon didn't say it, then we shouldn't do it. We only respond after we hear Simon says. And that's the same thing pertaining to our relationship with God. If we didn't hear God say to do it, then we shouldn't do it. But we have to make sure that no matter how good of an idea it appears, there are always consequences when we do things on our own without consulting God. It always costs us more then we bargain out for. It always does. There are many times, many of us are dealing with consequences because we did not obey God or we did not consult God before we got into the situation. Now, one of the things I always say, God loves us and he will help us even when we make a mistake. The Bible says, if you acknowledge 
him in all your ways. He shall direct thy path. And not only does that mean before you get into a situation, which is great. We consult God before we get into a situation, and he guide us and let us know what needs to be done, what we should do. That's fine dandy. But also it means not just in the middle, not just in the beginning of a situation, but also in the middle of a wrong decision. If you acknowledge him, if you repent, he will direct your path. Now, not only he will forgive you, but he will give you the strength and the grace to deal with the consequences of your choice. Hmm. Now, I'm going to say this. One thing I said earlier today. Now, just because, just because you're dealing with the consequences of your choice, that does not mean God has not forgiven you. You have to think about that. Because a lot of times people just think, oh, see, um, God don't love me. God don't care about me. God don't forgive me because I'm still dealing with that problem. That's not the case. If you repented before God, he forgave you. But there are things that happen that we have to deal with the consequences. And like I said, because we're dealing with the consequences, that doesn't mean that God hasn't forgiven us. Now, a lot of times we associate forgiveness with things or our problems being removed. But sometimes, like I say, it's just a part of life. Sometimes things happen, and sometimes the consequences are not removed. I can smoke for 60 years, two packs a day, and not be saved, and then one day, I get saved, and then I go to the doctors the next day, and the doctor tells me that my lungs are damaged because of all the smoking I did for the past 60 years. Excuse me. Now, <clears throat> because those lungs being damaged, does that mean that God has not forgiven me? Does that mean that I'm not saved? No, it doesn't. But because of the said nature, because of what I've done to my physical body, I'm dealing with the consequences, but God was still giving me the grace, and also I'm still safe. So just because you're dealing with the consequences, that doesn't mean that God hasn't forgiven you, and also that doesn't mean that you ain't safe. So God want to help us. God want to help us, and he want us to rely upon him to make those decisions so that way we won't deal with the foolishness or deal with a trouble or stress life that the devil wants us to have. The devil wants us to have distractions in our life. But, but God is trying to help us to look. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Follow my game plan. And also, sometimes God will send people God will send people your way that will try to help you. Sometimes it's people that we least expect. But we have to recognize the spirit of God and God's voice, even if he used people that we, if you want to say, uh, least expect. We have to be able to pick up on God's spirit 
even if he used somebody that we may not be familiar with or someone that we may not be favorable, we may not look as favorable, so to speak. If God can use a donkey to talk, God will even use your enemies to bless you. God will even use your enemies. God will even use people who might have done you wrong to talk to you, to give you some advice that will be helpful and beneficial to you. And guess what? He will even use your enemies, even them not knowing it, even them being unaware. God will use them to tell you things. God will use them to bless you. But we have to recognize God's leading. We have to recognize it. And don't turn him away. Be prayerful and ask God to help you be able to look at, look, hmm, what is the purpose? What is the significance of this? Hmm. I was talking to uh, uh, my classmate today. And um, I was, she asked me about uh, the young lady that uh, I had dated some time ago. This was back in 96. And so when I told her, so it hit me because the young lady said that she wanted, she told me that um, she was seeing somebody else at the same time she was seeing me. And she said, you deserve somebody better. Now, that sounds like a cop-out, but she explained. She said, when you had, when I had asked you if you can go to the mall with me, you said, yeah, you'll go, but you'll go after church. And and she said, no, but I want you to go right now. She said, no, no, I got to go to church first. I'm going to church first. And so she said, well, fine. She got upset. She said, you need a young lady that has God in her life. She, you need a young lady that's going to be in church because at that time she wasn't in church. <clears throat> and so the funny thing about it was if I had a first wife, if I had a consulted God, I would have thought that, you know what, I don't need to be dealing with her. But also even in the midst of that, she told me God used her to tell me a truth of something that I needed to hear, even though I did not want to hear it. <clears throat> she told me a whole lot of stuff. And even though it hurt in my feelings, what she said was truth. What she said was something that stuck with me, even though what she did hurt me, but what she said helped me. You follow me? What she did, the act, because I'll just say it like this. The day before she told me that, we were hoping going out. But every time I would call, there would be no answer. And all of a sudden, I was hoping going to a church service, and I really didn't feel like going, but I tried to go anyway. And as I was in church, I was picking up in the spirit, something was going on. And all of a sudden, I realized God showed me a tall, dark-skinned guy that was with her, and they were intimate. And I was figuring out, what in the world? And so when I made it home from church, I called her, and she finally answered the phone. And what happened? 
when I asked her, you know, where she was at, she said, well, I was at home. I've been here. I've been waiting on your call. I said, well, I call. I said, and all of a sudden, it hit me to ask. I said, when was the last time you were intimate with someone? Now, I never was intimate with her sexually. But she got shocked, and she immediately got off the phone. She said she'd call me in the morning. And come to find out that next morning when she called me, she said everything that I had told her, and I told her what I picked up on, everything I had told her was actually true. And then, get this, and then I found out the person that she was seeing, and it was exactly the image that I saw. So I said all that to say this. God used her to help me so that way I can be on the path that God has for me to be in. So I said all that to say this. Don't push off people that you consider your enemies because a lot of times your enemies will actually tell you some type of truth if we receive it. Now, sometimes when we when we listen to our enemies, we got to learn to eat the meat and throw the bone away. So we have to understand what is being said because God, like I said, God will use them to feed us because we are managers of things that God has given us. If we do it God's way, he will make sure that the provisions are made for us to be able to take care of and handle what he has given us. What I'm going to do, I'm going to look like we have someone on the line. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go on the line right now and give those who are on the line the opportunity to uh, share what's on their heart. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. How are you doing today? Brother Prater, everything's going well today. I'm so delighted yeah. and getting so full of the um, <clears throat> information that you're giving is so meaningful and truth. I'd just like to add um, <clears throat> one thing that I think yes. is important when it comes to praying and, and receiving your blessings. When you pray, when there's a, after a crisis, people have a tendency to pray with more emphasis on the on the words and deeper compassion. But the Lord needs us to be just as meaningful and passionate when we're thanking him for the blessings we already have received. A lot uh-huh. of times a lot of times we got a crisis where a storm no came through. We need to now, Lord. I mean you could hear it in the voice, the sincerity and everything, but I think when the sun is shining we need to let the Lord know in the same degree that we appreciate uh-huh. him. I just wanted to add that. Yes, yes. yeah. And you know what? I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times situations like that, like I said, it reveals our character. And a lot of times it reveals, you know what? Are you trying to use God as a sugar daddy? <laughs> you know, sure. I, I mean, being honest, sometimes sometime we, when we go to God, we don't have our hands up. We have our hands out. Yes, sir. A lot. You know, unfortunately, many times we look at God as a sugar daddy. Oh, God, oh God, I need you to do that. I need you to do that. But just like a parent, they want to hear a child go to them and, you know, you know what, I don't need anything. I just came out to say thank you. 
I didn't want anything. I'm just saying, if you if, look, I don't need anything, but do you need anything? Yes. And man, that 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 de- to me that deepens a relationship. When somebody, I know we have people that call us, and every time we look on the call ID, and we see that person that's calling, we already know, oh, they want something. They want something from us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, can you just can you call me when you don't need anything? Can you just call me? Just pick up the phone. And just hey, I just just saying I didn't want anything. That same thing God feels. So I'm I'm very I'm very glad to tell you. That. And and also even what you're sharing, I'm gonna tell you like this. Everything that's said is helping me. Also, because even though I may be, you know, we may be sharing this and everything, but this is for all of us. A lot of times we may not physically do it or we may not physically, you know, try to use God as a sugar daddy. But sometimes mm-hmm. within our mind we may or sometimes within our motives we may. Yes, sir. It's just so important to give him the praise whether you receive, have already received the blessing, or are you seeking one? Because God knows your heart. And when he knows you're sincere and, and that you appreciate, it, it, it makes him want to just, you know, flood this flood the situation, give more and more, and, and help you more and more because that relationship gets stronger and stronger, you know. When you're sincere mm-hmm. and when you thank him for every, even the small things as well as the big things. Mm. Yes, 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 yeah, and you know that that's something that we all should be able to do, and and it's it's funny, like I said, when uh when the listener first brought up about this topic, I was like, okay, it it sounds like it's obvious, it sounds like that's a no brainer for us to keep God first, put God first. It sounds like it's something that we already do. But a lot of times when we examine ourselves, when we examine our life, a lot of times there may be some things in our life we have given to God, but there are some other areas that we, when we really examine, there may be some things that, you know what, I may have given God everything that's on the left side, but I sure didn't consult him on what's on the right side. Man, mm-hmm. this, this is something that makes us take a personal inventory. Absolutely, that's so true, mm-hmm. and we gotta we gotta give God the gr- glory and the grace, when, whether it's something big or something small, when times are good as well as times are bad. You gotta seek Him mm-hmm. with the same intensity, you know, because mm-hmm. He's worthy of that for so many things He do for us. And a lot of people, when they lose a relative, I mean, they you know pray for God to ease the pain, and 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 when they got um, a comfortable car riding, a big nice home come. They 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 thank God minimum for it, you know. But he's the reason you're there. And the more you praise that material thing, the more unhappy God is anyway, because he wants mm-hmm. to be first. He deserves to be yeah. first because without him, you wouldn't have what you have. Mhm. Yes, and for us to be like you said, for us to be consistent. Us to be consistent with our praise, us to be consistent. If we can, like you say, if we can praise God when things are well, that's the same way we should be when things aren't going well. And 
that's like I said, that shows our character. And a lot of times, when we see those things happening in our life, you think about if a person can persevere, if a person can persevere, if a person is running in the sunshine, but also in the rain, he's still running. Most athletes, <laughs> true athletes, no matter how the weather is, they're going to run because they understand the purpose. They're not just running for nothing. They're running for yeah. a purpose. You're absolutely right. Hmm. Well, I, I definitely I, thank you much. You, you, you're such a joy, such a joy to us. Brother Prater, I tell you, yeah. you know, everything that you've brought into my life and the points you have opened my eyes to, I can't thank you enough for God, you're a God-sent miracle because I am getting closer to the Lord because of you. I am becoming more, gaining more wisdom because of what you share with me, and I just thank God, and I thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, oh my. I'm, 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 I'm on. I, I really, I really thank you. Um, I, I want to I share, I'm going to share this with you all, and, and like I said, I thank you so much. Um, when I was when I was um, getting ready today, this was something that that kind of fell upon my heart, and I, I don't mind those that know me. I don't mind being transparent, but it's funny that we were talking about consistency a few minutes ago, and mm-hmm. one of the things that one of the things I didn't mind doing, I, first of all, I love to worship God. I love minister, and I always say this: it's not about me. But it's about him, and it's about feeding God's people no matter what, feeding God's people. And there are times where we may not be feeling our best. There are times where because people may see us either over the pulpit, on a podcast, on a video, whatever, a lot of times people think that we got it all together or things are well in our life. But one of the things I found out was the true test of a man or a minister, male or female, is not just praising and preaching when things are well. And a lot of times the devil would try to use those uncomfortable times of what we're dealing with pertaining to hurt or even grief or even uh some type of emotional hurt or pain or whatever, the devil would try to use that to make us stop. Now, it may slow us down, but it should not stop us. I don't care I don't care what goes on in our life, there should be some type of momentum continue to go. We can be driving down the street and there may be different speeds that we can go. Sometimes the uh, it may say go 50 miles per hour, or it may say, you know what, there's a school zone, got to go down 20. But even though the the temperature, not, excuse me, not temperature, but the speed may be adjusted, it should not stop us because there's a destination that we're going, and there are there, there's a purpose that we're doing, and so. When I went through some of my situations in my life, going, being honest with you, going through a divorce, going through uh, child custody, visitation rights, and even problems on the job or family or whatever, one of the things I had to learn to do 
is continue to be a worshiper. And so when I began to do that, I found out that was my lifeline. That's what kept me. I'm not going to just say kept me safe. That's what kept me sane. In the midst of everything that you deal with, continue to be a worshiper. People don't understand the importance of worship. And it's, like I said, it's easy for someone to say, thank you, Lord, when you got a pocket full of money or when this is going well, when it looks like your prayers are being answered. But when it looks like you're being stripped down, when it looks like you're being misunderstood, when you look like people are lying upon you, people are mistreating you, but you still have worship in your heart. That, Amen. Look here. That, that can only show the strength of God. And I told God, look here, in in the midst of what I deal with, you got to give me the strength. You got to give me the grace to worship you because in my own ability, I'm too hurt. But I know in the midst of what I'm dealing with, people know what I'm dealing with. If they can see your strength in my character, in the midst of what I'm dealing with, then that's going to promote you. So, God, I need Amen. you to strengthen me. And I'm telling you, it's like it's like an overwhelming, an abundance of joy that came. And I always say this, you know, a big multi-billion dollar company, they have a lot of electricity that they got to supply for the building. But a lot of time, even though they may have a lot of electricity they got to take care of, a real big company, important company, not only have accessibility to electricity, but also they make sure that they have a good generator in case electricity goes out. Amen. So just in case the electricity goes out, the the uh, what's called, the generator automatically kicks in, and a good generator going to kick in quickly when the electricity goes out so people won't recognize that it's the it's the generator and not the electricity. In other words, there won't be a miss. So even in the midst of our lowest point, God can be your generator when your spiritual electricity is out, when your emotional electricity is out. God will kick in and people will see, you know what, this person, it's like there's nothing going on. It's like there's nothing that's wrong with them. They may not see what's going on on the inside, but God is upgirding you and holding you up then. Good example. Yes, I I, I definitely thank you. And like I said, you're definitely a jewel to us. And I thank you for your love and your support. And thank you for your words. It it really means a lot. And that's that's my theme I want to do. If I can point people to Christ, if I can point people to Christ, even in the midst of their crisis, if I can point people to Christ, then my living ain't in vain. So I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate you. And like I said, anytime you have some words of wisdom, don't be afraid to call. Don't be offended. Don't be offended to call. You can call anytime. <laughs> yes, sir. I thank yes, you so sir. very I, much for everything you share. And if some things I don't respond back and, and tell you thank you, it's because it's not because I don't want to. I get around to you, but I, it really helps me through my days receiving the messages that you send me, and I thank God for them. 
But thank you. I love you dearly. I appreciate you and continue to enjoy the show. Yes, Brother Prince. I love you too. Have a pleasant evening. All right. Same to you. Thank you now. Thank you. All right. Bye. Yes. Yes. So we definitely, definitely, definitely thank God for that. And and like I said, for those who, uh, like we lost the caller, uh, for those who really want to just know what they can do to keep God first, just actually examine your examine the things that God have you responsible for, and just ask God, God, am I putting this before you? Am I keeping you first in my life, or am I putting things or people above you? You know, we know we we often hear God is a jealous God. He don't want any other thing before Him. He don't want anything above Him. And so we have to make sure that we don't have anything above God. And like I said, God loves us. He don't want us to. He don't want us to have things that's going to bring friction or bring uh, an end to the relationship that He has with us. God loves us enough, but God wants us to be consistent in our praise, in our worship. God wants us to be consistent in managing things. If we can go to church. When we don't have a car and we walk in the church, can God trust us? Can God trust us to give us a car and for us to make it to church? You know, I, I saw this. Sometimes those who are hungry, if they don't have a vehicle, they'll walk. I saw, uh, I saw, I think it was a Steve Harvey show, and they showed this young man that didn't have a car, but he walked. He's hoping making it to work at 7 o'clock that morning. He started walking at 11 o'clock at night and just started walking. And he eventually made it over to, um, he was who had been helping some people move. But he couldn't let anything, he wasn't going to let anything stop him. And a lot of times with us, when we don't have anything, we're hungry. See, when we don't have anything, we go forward. You know, we'll make it to work. Early, we'll make it to church early. We have to walk, but then when we get a vehicle, or we when we get a blessing, when we get a car, when we get a job, then it seems like we kind of put God on the back burner. And then what happens? Sometimes because of our mismanagement, we end up losing it. And it wasn't the devil. It wasn't God. It's our lack of management. Because forfeit or give up those blessings that God has for us. They're a blessing that God has entrusted us with. No, the devil didn't take it. We mismanaged it. That can be even finances. A lot of people, they say, oh, God, I don't want you to bless me with more money. Well, the problem ain't you're not making enough money. The problem may be you're not managing what you already have. And then once you learn how to manage it, then you can go ahead and enjoy more because you have more and because you're a better steward, then you can get a a promotion. You can get a raise. So for us also being consistent, being consistent, being persistent, being consistent and being persistent. In other words, because we have been blessed or because we receive, don't stop being persistent. You keep going, acting as if you don't have it. 
because God God has blessed us in so many ways, and we have to keep God first. We got to, like I said, rededicate things back to God and pray over it. Pray over. Pray over whatever God has given you. Bless it. And like I said, realizing that it's not ours, it's his. And when we can keep that in our mind and keep that in the back of my back of our mind, then we can respect it more. Because one of the things we always say, not only in us knowing how to manage it, but we'll understand the purpose of it and utilize it in its right purpose and its right order. Because if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will misuse it. And because of what we have, God has put us stewardship over or managers over. If we don't understand the purpose and the significance of it, then we will mismanage it. And the things that are out of its order or out of context or out of its purpose, it can easily be broken. So, Let's consult God and ask God to, first of all, forgive us if we have mismanaged anything in our life. And after we have asked God to forgive us, then we rededicate it to God. We ask God to help us to be able to understand what it is that he has for us to do. Ask him to help us in those areas of our life that, you know what, hmm, but let me see. You know, God, um. God wants us, God loves us, and God wants us to be able to enjoy what he has for us. So know that God has that for you, and he wants you to be able to trust him and consult him in every area of your life. So I hope we understand the importance of keeping God first and consulting him in everything that he has for us and everything that he has given us. And when we consult him, when we can trust him, when we can put things in his right order, then we'll see more blessings in our life. Then we'll see peace in our life. Because, like I said, matter of fact, there's the um, the old saying that they said, uh, some rapper said, more money, more problems. Well, actually, that's not the case. The reason why it's more problems is because we don't know how to say no. <laughs> We we feel like we got to tell everybody, okay, okay, that devil is a lie. No, no, no. You consult God. And if God say, no, I don't, don't give them anything, then what we say, we say no. So if God wants us to do something, then like I said, not only is his responsibility to make sure that it's done, but he will give us the provisions to make sure that it's done. So look here. <laughs> That old saying, more money, more problems, uh, no, it sounds cute to say it because he rhymed, but uh, no, that devil is a lie. That ain't scripture. No, so consult God. What did God say? Always remember this. What did God say about a situation? And we always hear that terminology, WWJD, what would Jesus do? So whatever that God has given us stewardship over, whatever he's given us responsibility over, we're going to ask him. God, what do I need to do? And so for those who may be listening, who may have, like I said, mismanaged, repent. Ask God to forgive you, and then you forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. I don't care if it was a business. I don't care if it was a friendship. I don't care whatever it was. 
if you have mismanaged something, if you have mismanaged, if you have not taken care of your responsibility God's way, look, forgive yourself. Ask God to forgive you. Forgive yourself. And you know what? Pick yourself up again. Pick yourself up and, you know, be prepared. Utilize that as a teachable moment to help you be more conscious in being a better steward or manager. And so for those who may be listening, know that God is concerned about every area of your life. And I know a lot of times people say, oh, well, you know, I can't talk to God about this. Can't talk. Oh, but you know what? That ain't the God I serve. The God I serve, he wants you to look. Not only he wants you to approach him, but he 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 loves to hear from you. He want to talk to you, but he wants you to talk back to him. And know that in case you may not, in case you may be listening, if you're not saved, and you're asking, hey, what must I do to be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe the heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Remember this, God loves you. God loves you. He wants you to have a relationship with him, and he wants you to consult him. And he want, like I said, he just wants you to just talk, respond back. Before we get ready to end, uh, I see somebody on there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them the opportunity to say something real quick. Uh, let me see if they're on here. Hello, welcome to Reckon at My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I don't think that they'll be able to. I mean, they might be. They might be on a radio without. Excuse me, on a laptop or computer without a mic. But um, I actually, I actually want y'all to know this. Know that God wants that relationship with you. He wants to have a dialogue with you. And like I said, there's nothing, nothing that he would withhold from you, but he don't want you to withhold anything from him. He loves you. He's concerned about you. In every aspect of your life, he wants you to consult him about it and put it in his hands. Remember this, your hands are much smaller than his. God has big hands. He had a big heart. So as skillful as you may be, as knowledgeable as you may be, no one is above God, and God is wiser than we are, and he knows how to take care of everything. So in case you may not be saved, know that Jesus is here. He loves you. He died for you. Like I said, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, thy Savior, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So just in case you wanted to know how to get saved, there it is, Romans 10 and 9. But any other prayers that you may have, we're going to give it to God and know that there is nothing too hard for him. 
The Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask God, first of all, God, forgive us, God, that we have mismanaged anything, and we have mismanaged our time, our efforts, or even our talents, our gifts, God, and we have mismanaged anything that you have given us, God. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us, God. And, God, not only in forgiving us, God, but, God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to make it right, God. And, Lord, we even ask you, Lord, to have another opportunity, God, to make it right, God, and to appreciate what you have given us, God. Help us to not take it lightly, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be the stewards that you have for us to be, God. Help us to be a better investment, God, and also to be able to invest what you have given us, God. And, God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be sensitive to your voice, your spirit, God, and, and consult you, God, not as our top priority, but as our only priority, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to look at you as the source to take care of the resource, God, to provide us, God, with the resources because you are the source, God. And, God, we ask you to help us in every area of our lives. And we say we bind everything you stand for. We bind every problem, bind every confusion. We bind every mismanagement right now in the name of Jesus. We even bind the spirit of greed right now, God. God, we speak in God to help us be responsible stewards, responsible managers right now. And all we speak right now, God, those who may be uh, beating themselves up over, like, business deals they have missed out on or they have mismanaged, God. We speak in God that you help to forgive themselves right now, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to not be wasteful, God. But God, ask you, ask you, God, to help us, God, even with another chance, God. And God, we ask you for those who may be listening, God, who may be dealing with other issues, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you touch them, God, that you heal their heart, heal their mind, heal their body right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you fix, God, any broken hearts, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them regulate their minds right now, God. God, who may be dealing with family problems, God. God, help them, God, to receive the peace, God. Help them, God, to consult you, God, in every area, God. Help them, God, to not go on their own ability, God, because our ability is limited and our ability will fail, God. But, God, you would never fail, God. And, God, even in the times that might have been tough, God, Thank you, Lord, for being there for us, God. You said you'll never leave nor forsake us, God. And you thank, we thank you, Lord, for being there for us and with us, even in the tough times right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to never lose our praise, God. Never lose our obedience to you, God, no matter what we're dealing with, God. Help us, God, to be fixated on you, God, no matter what, God. Help us, God, to keep our eyes on you. We bind everything that the devil may try to do to derail our focus, our attention on you, God. We speak, God, for strength, God. God. We speak for clarity. We speak for focus right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. Everything you're going to do, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. I thank each and every one of you all for tuning in and listening and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, Brother, spelled out B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. I appreciate you all, and like I said, you can contact me on Facebook. On Facebook, you can read my daily devotions, 
uh, my videos that are on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherpraetor.org. You will see my daily devotions, my upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or even their children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I thank each and every one who tuned in and listened. I thank you all for y'all prayers, y'all support. Keep me lifted up and keep those who may be listening, keep them lifted up in prayer also. And I thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.